my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. It's so good to have you with us today, whether you're listening in your car or by our Faith FM app. And friends, look, if you don't have our Faith FM app, please go to your favourite app store. All you need to do is search for Faith FM Australia and you can download the Faith FM app and then you can listen to Faith FM wherever you are without interruption. It's a wonderful little uh, little app. So uh, please allow me to encourage you to do that. I'm Pastor Gary, a minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the beautiful city of Adelaide. It really is good to be able to share with you once again. Uh, this Saturday morning, now I'm actually going to be preaching at the Brighton uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church at Amelia Street, Hove. Now, that's going to be commencing at, at 11 o'clock. Now, look, if you're in Adelaide, I would love uh, to be able to meet uh, with you. Uh, this week, uh, we're following the theme relevant to the th- relevant to the times, uh, and this is following the theme of what is the annual week of prayer that's celebrated in the Seventh Day Adventist Church. The first full week in September every year, uh, we have a week of prayer. We believe it's important to come aside uh, to be able to share together uh, in prayer. Uh, we look at a, a devotional subject uh, before spending uh, quite some time in in prayer. And today. Uh, For that devotional subject, uh, we're asking, is the gospel still relevant today? Uh, today our co-hosts um, we've got two co-hosts today it's wonderful uh, we've got uh, Eric Hoare now Eric is a pastor uh, to the Adelaide Aboriginal uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church and it is fantastic uh, to have uh, Eric uh, with us today welcome Eric thank you Gary and I tell you what last week we had a couple of really nice warm days I hope you had your shorts on but it was beautiful it's a tease towards summer and then it Went back to the car. I again. tell you what, yeah, I did. I, I put some shorts on, but I looked at my legs after winter and I sort of thought, no, I'll put my longies back on again. I need to get out in the, uh, I need to get out on the sun. But look, today we've also got with us, uh, Suzanne. Now, um, Suzanne it, it is Eric's daughter. Now, Suzanne is an absolutely multi-talented lady. Um, she's a, she's a wife. She's a mum. She's been a Christian, a literature, uh, salesperson for, for many years, uh, and currently functions as the Senior Elder of the Victor Harbour Church. Now, welcome to you, Suzanne. Thank you, Gary. Lovely to be here. It is wonderful to have you. And, you know, you have still got, you have got the wonderful uh, smile that your father has also got. And it's wonderful to have you both. I mean, your dad does such a wonderful job in here every single Tuesday. And uh, to have you with us today is uh, is really fantastic. But look, tell me something. You live down at Victor Harbour. Um, where is that? Okay, so Victor Harbour's around, oh, probably about an hour and a quarter from the centre of the city, down in the Flurio Peninsula. A lot of people know Victor Harbour. It's a bit of a tourist destination, not only in South Australia, well, in the past, and the other states. Yeah, I've got to admit, it's a lovely spot to live. In fact, for people in other states who don't actually know Victor Harbour, that's the place that all our schoolies go to once a year. They crowd into Victor Harbour, and uh, they have all their schoolies celebrations. I hope they don't disturb you too much. 
much. Yes, well, <clears throat> the last couple of years it's been a bit quiet. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, COVID so is... uh, the locals don't mind too much with a little bit more peace and quiet around that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lovely part of uh, of South Oz. I love Victor Harbour. But look, tell us something. What are you doing so far from home here in Adelaide? Well, today uh, I actually arranged it uh, few days back. Uh, it's actually a Father's Day um, tea for, with my dad. And I said, look, I'll pop in on Tuesday because we had some other arrangements with family in Victor Harbour. And so uh, we were going out for tea and then dad said, hang on a minute, you need to come on the radio with me. And I can't break the fifth commandment now, can I? <laughs> now, that's that's very true. I like <laughs> this. Right, I mean, well. the fi- I'll remember that, the fifth <laughs> commandment. I mean, we can, could we invoke this for next week and the following week as I'll well? Uh, that was, uh, no, it's fantastic to have you up here, and it's wonderful that you're actually taking... Father's Day must mean a fair bit to you. Oh, look, it does. Um, my dad's great dad. He's um, with this. He's, he's uh, you can't see him here with what he's doing, but look, he's, he's actually going red right I'm now. Actually, he's, he's going red. <laughs> um, there's, I've got three brothers, and dad's always been there for us. He's a fantastic dad. And um, look, it is something that we do celebrate every year. It's a really important part. And this uh, last week, I was getting something prepared for our church service. Yeah. And uh, we were doing a tribute to our dads. And um, I came across this little piece. Do you mind if I share sure, it? Sure, we do. Yeah, Certainly, yeah. yeah. So I was about a, a young, successful attorney. And he said, The greatest gift that I ever received was a gift that I got one Christmas when my dad gave me a small box. Inside was a note saying, Son, this year I will give you 365 hours. An hour every day after dinner. It's yours. We'll talk about what you want to talk about. We'll go where you want to go. Play with what you want to play. It will be your hour. My dad not only kept his promise, he said, but every year he renewed it. And it's the greatest gift I've ever had in my life. I am the result of his time. And, you know, that just got me thinking, Gary. What about us? You know, our yeah, Heavenly yeah. Father is there not just one hour a day, but yeah. 24-7 we can go to him. What if we gave an hour or more every day to our Heavenly Father to converse yeah. through prayer and Bible study? Could we also say, I am the result of his time? Oh, look, that's an amazing, that's a wonderful thought. I know in my own case, I actually uh, just sent out actually this uh, this week here at my, my Brighton Church, we're actually celebrating our, our week of prayer. We're coming together every single evening. We're sharing uh, on a, uh, a devotional thought and then we're coming to a, to a season of prayer. But on Sunday when it was Father's Day, I actually sent out to all our church uh, church members and our, our church friends and uh, I, I said to them, I said, hey, it's Father's Day. But let's not forget our heavenly Father. Mm, amen. And to me, it was you know, to me, it's so important that on Father's Day, let's remember our dads. And I really appreciate what you've said about about your dad. And uh, you know, to me, fathers can be very easily overlooked in the big wide world. Mm. That we're actually, they're actually a really important part uh, of our of our life. But look, let's come back to uh, your your uh, an elder, a senior elder actually at the uh, church in in Victor Harbour. We, we know where Victor Harbour is, but look, tell us something about the church down there. Okay, so we're a lovely little group. In fact, it's been described recently as a bit of a, like a home group, a family group. So we have it's only a small group. We've got about twelve adults, and we've got about ten or more. Children. 
which range from preschool right through to late teens there. Mm-hmm. So it's a really warm and accepting group. And uh, we always love having visitors. We always notice an increase in numbers. So we welcome anybody who um, may be in the Victor Harbour area or surrounding districts to please come along. We have a, uh, a different time than usual. So where do you churches. meet? Time and when do you meet? Yeah, so we, we meet in the Uniting Church Hall there, and it's 30 Victoria Street in Victor Harbour. But we meet in the afternoon. So we have a Sabbath school or a lesson time. This is on Saturday. This is definitely on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. We have a Sabbath school or lesson time where you can come for some Bible study. And, and, and that's a re- Can I just encourage our, our friends, uh, the Sabbath school, this is actually revolves around fellowship groups. This is the opportunity Amen. to be able to sit down mm. and share and talk together uh, about uh, things that relevant things that are actually in the Word. And I, I know I had the real privilege to go down uh, to the Victor Harbour Church just a, a little while ago. I, I preached down there and uh, I think I, I led in the Bible study. I, I love that little group down there. It is it's warm and it's welcoming. Yes, yes. No, we love it. And we also have, just between Sabbath school and church, we have a hot drinks time, so you can uh, just refresh yourself there. And then at 4 o'clock, we have the service. So 4 o'clock for that one. Fantastic. So um, that's uh, that, that's free and open to anybody who'd like to come. If they're on that's holidays down there, uh, they're welcome. If they're regular, uh, they're welcome as well. Uh, if you've got children, there are children's programs down there. Uh, look, guys, this is, this is a really fantastic little church and I'd encourage you if you're anywhere near the, the Victor Harbour area uh, please come and say hello to, to Suzanne she'd love to be able to give you uh, a big warm uh, warm welcome and now look let, let's come to our uh, human interest us um, of, of the day I was I was just reading just uh, just yesterday the Australian I try to uh, catch up on the Australian each day and uh, something just jumped out at me that I, I I had to smile a little bit about it. It was entitled, The Pope Issues Green Commandments. Now, I don't know if this is an overstatement as a title. It may it may well be. There may be a bit of editorial license in there. But this is what the article actually said. And, Eric, I'm going to come to you in a moment, and we'll see what you know if you can give us any feedback on this. It, it, the article said this, Popes have been telling their flocks to avoid and mend their ways for 2,000 years. But in contrast to most of his predecessors, Pope Francis, in a new video, has left the Ten Commandments aside and told his audience to pursue lifestyles that are simpler and more respectful of the environment. The pontiff said the challenge for humanity and the mission of the church included healthy eating with awareness of food justice, using public or shared transport, Avoiding consumerism, separating rubbish, recycling and composting, decreased use of plastics and avoiding single-use plastics, a responsible use of water and energy. Let us choose to change, Francis said in his September papal video. Let us pray that we'll all make courageous choices and the choices necessary for simple and environmentally sustainable lifestyle, taking inspiration from our young people who are resolent, uh, resolutely committed uh, to this. And they aren't foolish because they're committed to their own future. Let's reflect 
on the way that we eat, consume, travel, or the way that we use water, energy and plastics, and many other material goods, they can be very harmful uh, to the to the earth. Now, uh, to me, you know, for the for the Pope to be giving uh, giving wisdom out is hardly an, an unusual thing. But to me, I suppose, Eric, the thing that jumped out at me was this strikes me as a uh, an unusual subject for a religious leader to actually be be speaking about. Um, yeah. What's what you're thinking? Yeah, well, I thought for a moment there I was at a council meeting, actually, Gary, because these are a lot of the issues that are brought up in council meetings. And I think we all agree with those things. Yeah, There's nothing yeah, wrong with these yeah, things, yeah, and yeah. many good people would agree with that. The problem is that, um, you know, he's the head of a, of a large church, and it should be a spiritual emphasis that we need to see. We need some sort of spiritual guidance as well. Yeah. And it's almost as though he's trying to um, get on side with people to, to talk about these things, but really the spiritual side is what he should be directing people to and uh, mixing politics with this. Um, yeah, it just really surprises me that this has been put in this way. And of course, you've got a, a big summit coming up even at the end of the year where they've said that he is one of the main speakers of yeah. this environmental yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's been getting involved more and more in these things yes. and I think it's an easy and it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, it's been really interesting actually because uh, whenever in the past politics and religion have actually linked themselves together, there's always been a, a negative that's come out uh, the other end of the, the, the tunnel uh, for those who actually want to be biblically authentic. Um, um, Suzanne, you, you got any thoughts on this one at all? Yeah, I think it's more, I mean all of these things, as, as Eric said, are all are all fantastic things, and in fact, some of these things you can you can line up with the Bible, being good stewards yeah. of the planet, yeah. of of food, and and being responsible for the resources that God has given us. Um, but I agree; I think he's just missing the point with the major commandments that we're yeah. looking at. So, green commandments are great, but what about God's commandments? Yeah, and, and to me, when the the uh, article started by saying. By, in contrast to most of his predecessors, Pope Francis um, has left the Ten Commandments aside and told his audience to pursue life, and he moves into the, the Green Commandments. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know, the thing that I'm really conscious of is that uh, certainly from time immemorial, certainly the Christian Christian churches have spoken about things like, for example, sin. They've mm-hmm. spoken about personal sin. They've mm-hmm. talked about the uh, the need for uh, repentance and forgiveness. They've talked about the centrality of Jesus Christ. And they've talked about the, the need for individuals to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that uh, individuals might be changed. You know, one of the things I'm suppose I'm so conscious of is that it's physically possible uh, to uh, to campaign for issues, but people to not really be on board and yet you know we actually face within the scriptures we've got a very beautiful concept that's actually presented to uh, to you I love what uh, Philippians chapter 2 says let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus in other words the Holy Spirit when he comes and impacts the mind of an individual their mind actually changes so that even their diet changes their their behavior actually changes mm. and to me the thing that I really 
um, I suppose in my own ministry, uh, I suggest is so important is that uh, statement in uh, in John chapter three that says you must be born again. And when a person is born again, there are changes that happen in their lives, and that of course has been the direction of Christianity um, certainly uh, for for millennia now. Yeah. It's been changing the world by changing the individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, uh, to me, one of the huge challenges here with this particular um, subject is that it's possible to attempt to change the world politically mm. without changing the mind of the individual. And, you know, uh, to me, as I looked at this, I sort of thought, hey, uh, yeah, I, I agree with uh, with most of what he's actually actually saying there. Uh, but uh, coming from a, I'm coming from a slightly different direction because I, I, I really believe... Our greatest, our biggest challenge, certainly within Christianity today, is in fact that change of mind, that change of heart, uh, that change of direction. But folks, look, let's come to uh, come to some uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, Jeremy uh, Sanico, and I love the words of uh, of this uh, this particular song. Uh, this is the song "Someone Is Praying for You," and my friends, just please be. Assured uh, that we are indeed uh, praying for you in this program. Have the crowds round you gathered in the midst of the storm? Is your shift tossed and battered? Are you weary? Hope someone's praying for you this very day, and peace be still is already on the way. Someone is praying for you.
This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And that song right uh, right then was uh, Heritage Singers, and that was No More Night. Um, what a what a beautiful song that uh, that actually was, uh, folks. Uh, look, we've got a uh, something to advertise uh, right uh, right now. Uh, we have got a giveaway uh, book uh, book for you. Now, this is a real beauty. Uh, now, our our giveaway uh, this week is entitled "The Invitation." Now, this is a book of stories. This is a book of true stories that will absolutely change your life. This is a really powerful book that contains the stories of people who have been destroyed by life's circumstances and yet have rebuilt by the love of God. As you read the chapters in this book, you might even see a reflection of yourself in a mirror. You may think that your life makes no sense, sense that there's no forgiveness, there's no hope for you, and yet each of these stories leads, leads you to believe in a power that is above and beyond your own self. I, I, su- I suggest to you that the great need of every man and woman is God's opportunity to actually save us. He offers us all a, a new birth. This book, it's entitled The Invitation, and uh, it's just a book of stories uh, that talk about life transformation. You'll love uh, this particular book. Now, look, this is a free giveaway. We're, we're offering this to uh, all our listeners today. Now, look, if you would like uh, this particular book, uh, all you need to do is to text us. Now, our text number again is 04 80811 that number again is 04 808 uh, 04 888 808 11 and look all you need to do is to send the word uh, SA 15 now please remember that uh, that little code SA 15 because that will actually connect you to our bot to our robot to Mr Robot and uh, he uh, he'll contact you directly and get the information that we need uh, so that we can send this uh, uh, this um, book book to you you'll really appreciate that book so please it's SA 15 204 888 808 11. You'll love uh, that, uh, uh, that particular, uh, that particular book. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is uh, Eric Hoare, and Eric ministers to the uh, Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. We've also got in our studio Suzanne, who is Eric's daughter. Now, Eric, now Suzanne is a multi-talented lady. Um, she's a wife and mum. She's sold Christian literature for many years and currently functions as a senior elder of the Victor Harbour Church, and that is a really friendly, uh, outgoing, uh, warm, and inviting church and I'd encourage you if you're ever down Victor Harbour hey uh, this is a church to actually uh, track down and look if you're having trouble tracking it down just text us here at our number and uh, just ask that question where is Victor Harbour Church again and we'll send you those uh, those details that number again is 04 888 11 and because uh, we'd love you to be able to join and attend that particular uh, church uh, now this week we're following the theme
became relevant to the times. This is actually following the theme of uh, the annual week of prayer. Now, this is something that's celebrated at many um, Seventh-day Adventist churches in the first full week in September each year. And today we're asking, is the gospel still relevant? And uh, Eric, this is something that is, is such a key question to all that we actually um, would present as Christian people to our world. I mean, we the gospel is key. And this week we're looking at the uh, at the um, uh, passage in, in Revelation, and it talks about uh, an angel giving the everlasting gospel to the whole world, and it's in the context of Earth's final hours. Now, Eric. How relevant is the gospel for us in our society today? Oh, look, Gary, it, it's uttermost because we live in a world today that, um, you know, is, uh, is putting the gospel down. The belief system that we have in the world today compared to even 10 or 20 years ago is becoming less and less in the Christian world. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the media, uh, schools, you name it, um, there's um, uh, the 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 chucking out, if you like, of, of Christian values, of Christian, of what the Bible is saying, and yet the Bible is essential, essential right through in a Christian's life, but also to the world because it's the moral, the moral standing. Um, if we don't have a moral standing, well, where do we stand? And the Bible gives us that right from the beginning of time. Yeah. And and the verse we're looking at today is found in Revelation 14, 6 and 7, two verses. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. This is telling me, Gary, that uh, the, the last book of the Bible here, Revelation, is saying there's going to be a people on the earth that are going to proclaim this message that God has given us through human form. And, and, and that's, that's really key what you're actually saying there because this, uh, an angel, of course, comes from the Greek word angelos, which means messenger. In other words, just before Jesus uh, comes again, because at the end of this chapter, you actually get the picture of Christ uh, coming for the, for the second time. But just before he comes, you get these messages or angels personified as angels coming to this world to present three very clear, and they're very clear in what they're saying. They're saying, this is what uh, the message uh, God wants this world to hear at this particular point in time. And this very first one that you've pointed out, know, the first angel starts by talking about this thing called the everlasting gospel. He has and he preaches the everlasting gospel. Mm. And that's the, that's the thing that causes the miracles in a person's life, isn't it? The gospel is what changes people, yeah. not our own works. Mm. Um, and that, that's a big point. Look, for instance, Second Timothy 3, 16 and 6, 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? For doctrine, to understand who God is, for reproof, for correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Uh, so this is saying here that it brings life. Mm. It brings life into a person's life. It gives us a direction where we're going. It also gives us the sense that we're loved. In a world today where there are no morals, 
mm. where there's so much toing and froing. People don't know what's going on, what to believe mm. or not what to believe. This is an anchor in a time of trouble. And we're so privileged as Christians and the listeners today to have these, these words that God gives us. Yeah. And it's being reinforced here through this angel's message that this is a sa- saving power of, of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Uh, this, this, this is really good what you're saying. Now, I, I sense, that, um, uh, Suzanne, that you're actually desperately trying to get in uh, with everything that uh, Dad is saying. I mean, he's almost talking like a, uh, you know, I mean, this is good what you're saying. But look, Suzanne, the gospel, what is the gospel? I mean, this is something that, you know, really it's so important that we actually define uh, what this what this actually is. You know, if someone asked you, you know, what is the gospel? Okay, so we're looking at the gospel as the good news, and the good news is is that God has a plan for our lives. He sent his son, Jesus, to come to die for us, and the reason he did that is because sin isn't a a lighthearted thing. Sin is a very serious problem, and so to um, to make this null and void, this whole sin problem, it had to be the son of God that came. To earth to make the sacrifice because he was the only one, Gary. He was the only one. None of the angels, no one else. And what God was actually saying is that we are incapable. He was doing for us what we are not capable of doing Mm. for ourselves. You know, when I sort of look at this picture of the gospel, you know, I, I, to me, I stand in awe at what he has actually given to us. I mean, he sent his own son. Now, I mean, to me, I look at my own, my own children. Would I be prepared to give my children, uh, one of my children up for a bunch of rotters? It's amazing, I mean, isn't it? When you, you really think on that and you really drill into it, it just it just makes your mind just go wow. And that's just us. I mean, Jesus was part of the creation of the yeah, world, and yeah. to come down to that level just shows his supreme love. Yeah, it also us. says in the scripture too that um, Jesus put aside his equality with God. He set that aside and he became humble like a servant, that he actually came to serve the people. That to me is pure love. You cannot Mm. put that into words. And i just share with you too, Gary, something that's interesting too to me is uh, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword, Piercing to the to the division of soul and of spirit, mm. of joints and of marrow, and discern, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, of the heart. So what it's saying here is that it's the word of God that'll actually carve us, shape us, and mould us into into um, uh, better people. He will change people's lives through the living word. And this is what the angel is saying: that the the only hope for mankind is for Jesus to come. For us to listen and to accept that, and he will actually live within us. He will pierce our hearts and, and our minds. And this is so key to what we were actually talking about earlier, because the the biggest cha- the biggest um, challenge I, I believe for the churches today uh, is actually this necessity for people to have a change of heart. I mean, yeah. because you know it's it's so easy to jump onto a political bandwagon somewhere. That's so easy to do. In fact, can I say, that's probably the easy end of the spectrum. 
the hard end of the spectrum is actually to have this change of heart. And, you know, I think of, you know, that John chapter 3 when Nicodemus was, uh, Christ was speaking to Nicodemus by night. He's a, he's a Jewish uh, religious rabbi. He's a religious leader. And, you know, what Christ says to a religious leader is, Nicodemus, you have to be born again. You know, what's he really saying? He's saying, Nicodemus, you even as a religious person need to have uh, your heart changed. And, you know, to me, the thing that stands out to me is that it's only when a heart is changed that at that point a person's mind changes and as a result of that they start to do uh, that which uh, God and even they become better citizens in the world in which they live. But, you know, you can never get that change uh, from political uh, motivation. And uh, to, to me, this is, you know, to me, this issue of the gospel is just so relevant uh, to, you know, to us, uh, to us today. But Eric, I'm taking away from your time. No, that's good because what you're saying here, I think, is that the invitation that Christ gives is come unto me, all ye that are broken hearted, and I will give you rest. That is the invitation that Christ gives. But then he follows on and he says, come into my yoke. And as we talked about in one Sabbath school, lesson. Coming into the yoke with Jesus means that uh, normally when you had two oxen pulling the yoke which is a wooden uh, device that goes around the neck of two animals to keep them together to pull a heavier load that one animal could not uh, pull. What it means then is that usually in those days you had uh, one that was more experienced, a trained animal and beside them you brought in a less experienced animal and they learn from the other other one in the yoke. That's what it's saying, that we need to be in that yoke with Christ, that we will learn from him, mm-hmm. that we'll move away from the world and, and follow that. But, you know, what he's saying here is that the gospel is full of love and compassion, and that's what it's saying here. Mm, no, that really, really appreciate what you're actually uh, picking up on there, uh, there, Eric. Um, uh, tell me, how does that impact our... Um, our, I suppose, our ministry day by day. I mean, I'm, I'm conscious of the issue of relevance. You know, we're sort of saying, hey, how relevant is this to the, um, to the big wide world that we're actually living in? Um, we're relevant? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it's interesting when, when you have a Bible study and, and somebody, um, hears something that is so, um, so much wisdom in it, some uh, a text of Bible that relates to them, that they actually see that this text actually fits what they're going through yeah. or what they've done wrong or where they're going. And you can see them. They, the discussions that arise out of that are, are incredible. Things they say, they may not say to another person. It's a yeah. private matter. Yeah. And so it, it's it's reaching into the core of the heart of a person and, and, um, and they actually see that the wisdom that God has given us here you know, changes hearts, and it's absolutely amazing that sort of thing. I, I just wonder. Uh, tell me, Suzanne, have you always? I mean, obviously, I mean, you you accepted Christ many many years ago, but mm-hmm. your journey of faith. Have you always been? I mean, when did the the gospel really become real to you? Okay, so my family became Adventists when I was about seven. I can remember the first time we had to say. Grace and I'm like, well, what do we? Why don't we just eat? <laughs> but uh, you know, as you grow older, these things and you you realise. Yeah. And so I was baptised at about 15. I waited a little bit longer because mm-hmm. I really wanted to to understand and know um, what it was about. But as you go through your life, 
points come up, um, mm. whether you, you meet your, your partner, your husband or mm. your wife, or when you have your children, there's just different elements. And you pick these up as you're going mm. through the Bible and reading different things. You just go, ah, oh, I really understand that much more now that I've got children of my, of my own, of how that would have affected that person in the Bible yeah. or whatever that you're relating to. But Jesus Christ is, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But this world is changing. And with the anxiety, depression, all those sorts of things that are out there, I've got this beautiful little picture at home, and it's a picture of Jesus beckoning, and there's a big storm behind him, and he says, focus on me, not the storm. Yeah. Tell me, what do you – I mean, you've mentioned that, you know, our world is actually changing – what would you say? I mean, I mean, you've got children at you know school, university. Uh, what what do you sense are the the biggest challenges that are actually facing uh, those those young people today? Oh, look, it is concerning. Um, we've got three main families at Victor Harbour Church, and and a couple of them send the younger children to the public school there. And just some of the things that the children are reporting back to the parents are are a bit alarming as Christians. So alternative lifestyles are being highlighted and even promoted. Um, at particular times during the year um, and other more conservative Christian views are not being encouraged and um, I probably can't go into detail on specifics there but definitely a change particularly so in the last couple of years yeah. on those issues yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no there, there's certainly issues that we are increasingly, being called on to face. You know, I, I'm sort of conscious of, you know, the many years that I've certainly been in ministry, I'm certainly being asked questions now that I've certainly never been asked before because mm. uh, people are being challenged in a way that they were never challenged before. And this understanding of the power of the gospel, you know, I, I love what the uh, Apostle Paul actually says, you know, uh, it is the power of God uh, to salvation to everyone who believes. And, of course, that word that Paul uses, power, is the Greek word dunamis, and that's the word that we actually get our uh, our word dynamite from. Paul says the gospel is the power of God or the dynamite of God. I I love uh, what Paul uh, is actually saying in uh, in that particular passage, and that's in Romans chapter one, a powerful passage. But look, guys, uh, let's come to uh, uh, to some uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, heritage, and uh, I love uh, the words of, of this song. Uh, the uh, the song is entitled. No more night, and uh, what fantastic hope uh, this this really is! I uh, I love uh, the thoughts uh, behind uh, this particular song. The timeless theme, earth and heaven will pass away. It's not a dream God will make all things new That day Gone is the curse From which I stumbled and fell Even is banished to eternity
never crying again and praises to the great I am we will live in the light of the
And that was Heritage, and uh, the song was No More Night. What a day that will be when there is indeed uh, no more night. Am I looking forward to uh, to that day? Uh, that's uh, a wonderful invitation that uh, uh, will be fulfilled. Now, look, our free gift for you today is, in fact, that uh, uh, that book. It's entitled The Invitation. Uh, now, this is a book of true stories that will actually change your life. It's stories of people who have gone through incredible uh, difficulties, uh, who have found their way out the other end. Uh, it shares the road, the story that they uh, that they traversed, the the road that they traversed in moving out to the other end, and how Jesus Christ changed their lives. Now, look, if you'd like a copy of the book, The Invitation, please uh, just text us here at the at the studio. Our um, uh, our drive time, our request number is oh four triple eight. 80811. That number again is 04 80811. And just all you need to do is just put down the code SA15. Just that's all you need to say. And then our friend Mr. Bot, the robot, he will contact you and get the information that he needs uh, to be able to send you this uh, this wonderful uh, little uh, little book. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Today our co-host is Eric Hoare. And Eric ministers to the Adelaide Aboriginal Seventh-day Adventist Church. And we also have Suzanne, who is Eric's daughter in town today uh, to uh, uh, to take dad out for Father's Day. What a fantastic uh, lady. Um, er, uh, Suzanne's a multi-talented lady, a wife, a mum. She sold Christian literature for many years. She currently functions as the senior elder of the uh, Victor Harbour uh, Adventist Church. And this week we're following the theme, uh, Relevant to the Times. Uh, this is following the theme of the annual week of prayer that's celebrated in the Adventist Church in the first full week uh, every year. In uh, uh, in September, and uh, it's always a, a real high week. Uh, this this particular week uh, today, we're asking: Is the gospel still relevant? Now, you know, uh, to me, Eric, I really appreciate everything that you've actually been saying. You know, to me, one of the things that I uh, I'm so thankful for. I'm as a pastor, I suppose I've led more uh, funerals than I care to count. Um, and yet one of the passages that I love sharing at a time of a, of a funeral actually comes from 1 Corinthians 15 because it's actually got the gospel uh, defined in this particular passage. I love what it says. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel. This is Paul speaking, which I preach to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received for that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, that he was seen by Cephas and then by the twelve, and after that he was seen by over 500 brethren all at once. You know, to me, I love uh, this particular passage because uh, what it's actually saying to me is that in the first century, uh, the resurrection and the gospel was not a matter of faith, but rather Paul is presenting it as a matter of fact. You know, every now and then, uh, people say to me, ah, oh, you know, this is simply a faith uh, teaching. Uh, no, that's not how it's actually presented in the Word of God. In the Word of God, it's actually presented as a statement of fact. And uh, to me, this is incredibly, uh, incredibly powerful and incredibly moving. But look, Eric, look, I'd like to actually come and apply this, you know, super practically if we possibly, if we possibly can. Now, look, if a person, you know, if they want to share the gospel uh, without being perceived as a, I suppose, Bible bashing, 
How do they go about doing it? I mean, you've had the privilege to do this on uh, on many many occasions. Uh, Eric, take us uh, take us on. Well, Pastor Gary, the um, this uh, third angel's message that is actually one of the um, one of the uh, signs that uh, Jesus is coming soon when the when the gospel is preached to all the world to every kindred nation. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. So the will of the church should be to spread the gospel. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we need to look at. We're living in the last days. This is a message for the last days. Mm-hmm. Are we serious about putting them the gospel out there, or are we content in our churches? And to me, the way of spreading the gospel uh, is that um, when I went out selling books, I remember um, one lady one time, I was delivering books to her every six weeks and got to know her, got to know her very well. And she put a little sign on the door. It said, no salespeople, no Jehovah Witnesses, and she put up a whole lot, ex- and no salespeople except for Eric Hoare. Now, she didn't see, <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't actually see me as somebody selling her things. She saw me as a friend that, because what we were bringing to her was books on, uh, spiritual things and on health. So she didn't see that. She saw it in the context. And that's the way the gospel needs presented as a friend. I, I always said we always go out to make friends. Mm. And that's what it's about. And you know what? We bring, you're right to begin with. We bring, we bring Christ first into a person's life. Yeah. And yeah. then from there, that will then change them into the other things that they learn about from the scripture. Sometimes I think we think because we're living in the last days, they need to know this first and this first. And I, I don't, I don't agree with it. It's that. sharing this personal, your personal mm. life story, isn't it? It, it's, 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 uh, it's love. If it's a love relationship, if you like, with them. I remember sharing with one um, one man who was had uh, been through a rough life, and he said to me, "We started studying, he, and he he actually stole a few cars in his time." And he said, "Eric, he said, I one time I uh, I've been reading the Bible, and I, I went to steal a car, and he said I got my device out, they hook into the thing, and I went to put it in there, and he said something stopped me, something just stopped me. I couldn't get, I couldn't open, I couldn't do it." And it was the fact that the Spirit was working on it. He said it was just something holding me back. He shared that in church many times. Yeah. And we hear stories about that all the time when, when you start on the journey, it does change in It changes the way you, you know, it, mm. you change your mind. The Holy Spirit changes your mind and that then flows out into the way that you respond. That's a beautiful mm. picture. But look, Suzanne, what about you? I mean, um, you know, you're, you're a much, much younger person than, than either of us. Now, uh, if a person wants to share the gospel, you know, I mean, it's, it's so easy for them to be perceived as Bible bashing. I mean, do you share the gospel? I mean, how, how do you do it? Yeah. Look, I think it's something, if it's part of you, it'll just come naturally. And mm. being part of you is your time with God. And having that time with God fills you with that. And it's just, you yeah, just be intentional about it. Like I went for a hairdressing appointment. I'd booked the appointment and turned up. I had a different lady. That took me, and anyway, she she was doing my hair, and I said, I was praying to God. I was going, Oh Lord, how can I share the gospel? Um, yeah. So I was going on my phone, a little app there that I do Bible texts and that. And she didn't come over while I was doing that, so okay, put that away. And then I was like, So what are you doing this weekend? And she said what she was doing. And then of course she said to me, Well, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. And I said, Well, I'm going to church tomorrow, which is Saturday. And she said, Oh, she said, Are you a Seventh Day Adventist? And I said, Yeah, I am. And she said. Oh, she said, I'm one too. But she's come from South Africa and she hadn't started going to church. So she's keen 
to start mm-hmm. going back to church again. And just amazing how God can set that up. We just need to be intentional about it. In other words, you know, you've got that, you know, you've, you've got that friendly relationship uh, with people. Yeah. And then you're prepared to reveal a little bit about yourself. I mean, you were prepared to reveal that, you know, it, that the next day, it was Friday, the next day, uh, Sabbath, you were actually going to go to church. You know, uh, so yeah. often, you know, I mean, people say, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Um, I mean, it's a very common question. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's so easy to say, oh, you know, work in the garden, you know, it's sort of, you know, it, it's so easy. Easy to fob that question off, and yet you responded no, to it. No, put it out there, and people, if they've got an interest, they'll be asking. They'll go, don't you mean Sunday or something like that? And you go, yeah, well, yeah. actually, it's not. And then they'll go, well, why? And the other thing, too, Pastor Garrett says to all peoples, all colours of skin, all nationalities, sometimes we choose who we share the gospel with. Uh, that's not what the scripture says. It says, throw the seed out to Everybody, mm. don't you know? The Holy Spirit is the one that does the work. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is so true. You know, I I know the number of people that I suppose I've had the privilege of being able to share the gospel with. Uh, lives have actually been changed, but you know, it's uh, we live in a world where we don't need to actually uh, walk and you know bash them heavily with the Bible, mm. and yet. The Bible has its place. You know, I, I find myself that, and I, I really appreciated, uh, Suzanne, what you said there. So much of it actually flows out of our own time uh, with Jesus Christ. Mm. Because, you know, I, I find that, you know, the word, uh, as you start to read through the word, as you start to, to study the word, you start to, there's some parts that start to stick in your mind. And then there's some things that just appear to, to come out at an unexpected time, you know, and you'll say something that you'll almost, in fact, I, I will remember on a, on a number of, a, a number of occasions when the Holy Spirit, and I, I know the Holy Spirit, it's only the Holy Spirit would be able to do, you know, what, what I actually saw happen because in my own voice, you know, I, I was conscious that the Holy Spirit put passages of scripture together that I simply wasn't, I know I'm not clever enough to be able to put them together uh, that well. And yet the Holy Spirit would jump from passage to passage to passage and back again. And it was only because of the, the Holy Spirit was actually there guiding. You know, you know, to, how, how important is it? That the Holy Spirit guide this mm. sharing, this proclamation mm. of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Super I, important. I totally agree. You know, um, the, the thing is to see people's lives change by what you're talking about, the power of throwing that seed. The thing is that um, we sometimes uh, do it in our human strength and we try to to um, uh, we limit the opportunities, if mm. you like. There is all power in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave it to Him. Just we're there just to be the the, the seed sowers. He is the one that works the miracles amen. in people's yeah, lives. Amen. Mm. Amen. Mm. Uh, folks, look, I'm really conscious our time is starting to to run away from us. But look, I'd really like to to, to finish off if we can with a prayer for our listeners. I'm, I'm wondering, Suzanne, how you'd feel about a praying. Maybe there might be somebody out there uh, today that uh, might have never accepted uh, Jesus Christ, who you know is not sure that the gospel has power, um, and they may be wanting the power of the gospel to be evidenced in their own life. I'm just wondering, would you just just pray for yes. those individuals? Thanks. Let's pray, dear Heavenly Father, Lord. 
you are almighty. Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. And Lord, in this changing world where we don't know what's going on from week to week, month to month, or even day to day at times, Lord, we know that you are the rock, that you never move, that you never change. Lord, I pray for those, Lord, that are seeking and some that may not know what they need in their lives. But Lord, we know that it is you. And help these uh, folk, Lord, that they can search the scriptures more, that they can search and come into close contact by just praying and asking, Lord, please help me. Please bless all who are listening today. We pray. Amen. Amen. Suzanne, thank you so much for that. Well, folks, it, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much uh, for joining uh, Pastor Gary uh, with Eric and Suzanne uh, on Drive Time, big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'm going to be back with Pastor David Butcher. Uh, we continue looking at God's message for today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be asking, is talk of repentance and judgment out of date? Really look forward to your being with us. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give. It isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 